Welcome back to the Autism Action Update. I'm Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara. I serve as chair of the New York State Assembly's Subcommittee on Autism Spectrum Disorders. And this podcast uh, is an update uh, on some of the work that I'm doing in the State Assembly and uh, an update on uh, an Autism Action Plan uh, that I created uh, in the State Assembly to address issues uh, uh, for those uh, families and uh, individuals uh, that uh, live with the challenges of autism, but also all those with disabilities in New York State. So last uh, podcast, we talked about um, a number of things. Uh, we talked about uh, a new program that was launched uh, through my autism action plan that brought the state's first uh, uh, standardized autism disability identification cards to uh, made them a reality here. And uh, to date, uh, thousands and thousands of cards have been requested. Uh, um, look back to my last podcast to uh, get more information on how to, uh, how to get that card and how it's, it could be a useful tool uh, in a number of uh, situations uh, where uh, communication might be an issue. Uh, today, uh, we are going to be talking about a pilot program that is looking to bring uh, the state's first sensory-friendly emergency rooms to hospitals in our state. Uh, this, as I said, will be a pilot program. I've been working on a partnership with Ellis Hospital right here in Schenectady. Uh, this program uh, is something that uh, stems from experiences, uh, all my own personal experiences, and also experiences that uh, experiences that I've heard from members of the community. Uh, you know, emergency rooms uh, are pretty chaotic places. Uh, if you've ever gone to an emergency room, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, now, bringing a child with autism or a loved one with autism through an emergency room uh, can be quite challenging. Uh, it was pretty challenging. Uh, my son had to be there a few times. Uh, and it was a pretty challenging experience. And uh, a lot of that uh, is trying to get a good diagnosis, trying to find out what is the best uh, medical care uh, for that individual. Uh, but getting there can be challenging. It can be difficult, as I said. Uh, and hearing from, uh, from a number of parents, from individuals uh, that have experienced uh, this same exact, uh, same exact situation, uh, we, uh, I have come up with a program that actually can seek to address a lot of the sensory issues. And we talked about sensory issues at, uh, at the last, uh, during my last podcast. Uh, the sensory issues can be a number of things. It can be lighting, it can be sound, uh, it can be anxiety, uh, and a number of, a host of other issues that uh, uh, kids with autism, those affected by autism can face, uh, and related conditions, a number of, a number of other conditions where sensory uh, overload uh, can uh, can occur, and as I said, there's a lot of uh, noises, a lot of sound, a lot of light, a lot of just a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things happening in an emergency room. And this pilot program seeks to uh, create uh, a program where we can have emergency rooms that address sensory issues and sensory. Uh, sensory rooms, quiet rooms, uh, th this is not something new. This is something we are starting to see more and more of in our community. Uh, I, I've, I've seen a number of businesses, a number of places uh, uh, in my community that uh, is starting to adapt this concept of, uh, of having special days to address sensory needs. I know the Via uh, Aquarium uh, in the, the Rotterdam Mall has special days. Uh, sporting events has special days. We just did a, an event with Sienna Basketball where they uh, addressed sensory, uh, sensory issues, uh, sensory needs, uh, so that uh, kids and families with autism could enjoy uh, a, a day of basketball. So we're looking to 
get this pro get this program off the ground this year uh, to uh, fit, fit up uh, emergency rooms that are already in the hospital. So this wouldn't take anything away from the hospital. This would actually just expand uh, the ability to serve more people in these emergency rooms. Uh, so the, there's a number of exam rooms available. Uh, this program seeks to make these rooms more sensory friendly. So we're talking about lowering the lighting. Uh, reducing the number of people that are in the in the room at one time, uh, you know, sometimes little things can make a, a big difference uh, for those with autism. Uh, sometimes it's even speaking softly. Uh, having uh, certain uh, lighting in the room can make a really big difference. Uh, lowering, uh, removing, or lowering, uh, reducing the, the noise levels, uh, but also uh, uh, re removing some of the some of the beeps and sounds that we hear in an emergency room. Uh, sometimes those types of types of uh, noises can be easily removed, uh, and uh, it doesn't. It, it would not affect uh, the the treatment of the individual, and it's it's important to address these sensory needs because uh, that's uh, that's the way uh, that's how we're going to be able to serve this community a lot better when it comes to uh, healthcare, uh, delivering healthcare. Uh, there was uh, a number of uh, a number of uh, stats that came out that show. Uh, how a, a person with autism uh, is 30% uh, more likely, uh, an, uh, a report that came out that, sh that, that talked about how a person with autism is 30% more likely to go to an emergency room and uh, uh, three and a half times more likely to be admitted once they're there into the hospital. And their stay uh, can be 30 to 40% longer than other individuals that do not have a condition uh, like autism or, or a related condition. Uh, so this program seeks to get that, get those numbers down to uh, where they should be, where if it is uh, something similar uh, to uh, any other individual that would go in there for uh, a medical purpose, uh, they can, we can get to that diagnosis much quicker by removing the barriers to communication. That's what this program is about. Uh, it's not just the physical parts of the emergency room. We're also talking about training, uh, cross-training, so what I like to call uh, autism response teams in our hospitals, where, um, again, it's not, uh, it's using ex existing staff that are there, uh, but being able to be cross-trained to respond to a patient, an individual with autism that comes in in need of medical care, to be able to call on this team uh, to work with the family, work with the individual, uh, to find out what the sensory needs are, uh, to find out whether it's related to the environment, feeding, uh, or a number of other items, uh, and to come up, come up with individualized plans that can better serve uh, this community. And I think it's it's beneficial uh, to the community, certainly beneficial to the hospital, because they can get to where they need to be, which is find out what the medical issue is and how to best treat that. Uh, how to best treat that. So we're looking to uh, get this get this. Uh, uh, program off the ground this year. Uh, there's uh, a number of uh, issues that we talked about uh, in my autism plan that actually work with this program. We talked about the autism training for first responders, which did include EMS personnel. So we can start to see how these programs uh, through my uh, overall autism action plan uh, for the state actually start to work together uh, with the disability I, uh, autism disability ID card uh, that can help with that communication. Uh, you can see how that can easily help in an emergency room. Uh, the uh, if, if if there's an ambulance arrive required, how that training 
uh, will actually uh, come in, uh, serve, uh, come in to serve this population now on the way to the hospital, and now in the hospital room setting itself, uh, trying to find out how, uh, how best to serve this community. Part of it is addressing the sensory needs. Now, one of the things that uh, you know, we, we, we didn't talk about yet, we talked about the training, talked about the physical changes to the emergency room, the exam rooms themselves, but also the sensory needs that could be what I like to call part of a sensory kit. Uh, so having things like uh, the rubber bands that we talked about that my son uses to uh, manage stressful situations uh, uh, and a number of other items can be in that sensory kit uh, that can be movable objects but can be available. Uh, and again, my son likes to use rubber bands. Others may like to use a number of other sensory items that could be included uh, in, this, in this sensory kit. Uh, and what we're seeing is we're seeing sensory kits more available. We're seeing police officers starting to carry sensory kits. We're seeing, starting to see these items available. Uh, there's no reason they shouldn't be available in our emergency rooms. Uh, and when we talk about managing stressful situations, managing, managing anxiety, these items uh, in this sensory kit uh, can go a long way towards helping, uh, helping get through uh, an, an emergency room uh, setting. Uh, so we're looking to, um, I'm looking to partner with Ellis Hospital, as I said. Uh, it's, I'm excited to see that this program uh, is uh, actually in discussion, uh, something that could be a possibility later this year. What's nice about the pilot program is that it can, hopefully we can show the data uh, to reduce those stays uh, that are uh, 30 to 40 percent longer now in the hospital uh, for uh, uh, for those with, with autism and a number of related conditions. We're, we're looking to get that uh, down with better diagnosis, uh, delivering the healthcare that's uh, uh, more quickly, uh, more quickly and efficiently. Uh, this program is something that can do it. So I uh, I ask you to uh, stay tuned on this. There's more to come. Uh, this isn't just the next piece of my autism action plan, uh, but there's much more more to come. Uh, there uh, is uh, a number of other. Um, uh, uh, programs that we'll be talking about in the future here on uh, the podcast. Uh, but for now, uh, wanted to uh, make sure that uh, uh, this, uh, this information uh, is available uh, to those that want to learn about it. Uh, again, this tra this, the, the training that would go along with it, uh, we'll, more information will be coming along, uh, coming along on that. Uh, and also uh, the, uh, the sensory kits that we talked about, uh, more information will be uh, forthcoming on that. Uh, before this uh, uh, podcast, um, we are going to uh, end with a number of uh, other uh, items that I want to share, uh, that being that uh, April is Autism Awareness Month. So coming up, uh, I want to just mention uh, that uh, in April I have several events. Uh, one of them is our annual uh, Autism Action Day at Bay Aquarium, which I mentioned just a short while ago. Uh, uh, that's on Sunday, April 7th at 9.30 at the Bay Aquarium in the town of Rotterdam at the Rotterdam Mall. We just talked about this addressing sensory needs. This is an annual event that allows uh, those with autism and their families uh, to come in free of charge, uh, to be able to uh, enjoy a day of exploring the aquarium uh, in a sensory-friendly environment, autism-friendly, sensory-friendly, uh, and those are, that is an annual event that <clears throat> has seen a record turnout uh, uh, each year, so we hope to have more, uh, more uh, families join us uh, this year. It's a fun time. I think people really enjoy it, and uh, there's a lot number of sensory. Uh, there'll be quite a quiet room actually available in the aquarium, and there'll be uh, staff will have the special training, uh, and there's a number of uh, special accommodations that have been made to address the sensory uh, issues that we're talking about, uh, that we just talked about in this pilot program with 
uh, Ellis Hospital here in Schenectady. Uh, also, there'll be a special appearance uh, by Curious George. Uh, and you may even see the Man of the Owl hat. Uh, that will be sponsored by WMHT. So that's a little special edition this year. And my Autism Action Day is the second event. They're coming up Wednesday, April 10th from 9 to 2 in the well of the Legislative Office Building. This is our day, our annual day, where we bring uh, legislators together with uh, uh, families, individuals, uh, organizations uh, to talk about talk about the challenges, talk about the legislation, the funding that can make a difference. This is our day to do that. We're going to have a very special uh, guest speaker. Uh, his name is Milo, uh, the robot. And uh, what's uh, this robot uh, actually visited my office uh, earlier this week. And uh, what's special about Milo is uh, it's, a, it's a unique, uh, uh, first of its kind, uh, uh, what I like to call is uh, uh, an autism-friendly robot. Uh, it's a robot that's being used uh, to uh, to help kids with autism, uh, with learning, uh, social skills, and a number of other uh, a number of other uh, items uh, in an educational setting and at home as well. Uh, something that we will uh, we will share on Autism Day. So we hope you can make it there uh, to uh, to hear uh, Milo and what he has to say. More to come on that as well in our future podcast. Here we'll be talking with uh, we may even be talking with Milo at at some point. Uh, and uh, I do want to mention to stay up to date, uh, if, uh, if you want to sign up to receive my autism action alerts, visit my website, www.nyassembly.gov, under Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara. Uh, you can watch my autism action update uh, uh, weekly shows. Uh, you can uh, visit my Times Union blog. Those links will be available on the website or visit timesunion.com. Uh, and of course, right here at OSM Proctors, uh, you can catch my OSM show and the Assembly Update show. Uh, that talks about similar topics and uh, a lot of the work that's happening uh, through the uh, committee on, uh, subcommittee on autism spectrum disorders. So uh, for now, uh, I'm signing off. We'll see you on, uh, at the next, in the next installment of my podcast where we'll be talking about a new training center for those with disabilities that also could be a reality sometime later this year. Nearly 70% of more, the more than 1.1 million people with disabilities are unemployed in New York State. That's a staggering number. This partnership uh, hopefully will begin to change that uh, by creating this special employment center uh, that will bring those with disabilities into a classroom setting and be able to train them on specific job skills that businesses are looking for. More to come. Uh, join us right here again for my next podcast.